Hi folks, be sure to visit my website at dr-history.com for a short personal video message, to listen to the latest stories, and to leave a comment. It's time for Dr. History, and into the studio he rides on his great big white stallion. Good morning. Good morning, Seb. How are you? I almost needed help hauling this book in here today. You know, I'll, that's the biggest book I've ever seen. <laughs> Pull that big. up once if it doesn't give you a hernia. <laughs> well, look at that. Uh, holy mac! Who wrote that book? I, f- I found this in, a, in an antique store in Los Angeles a few weeks ago. No kidding. I always look for books that I can use on this show. Let me see the front, the front cover. It says Snake River Country by Bill, what is that, Gullick? Something like that, okay. yeah. All yeah. right. Holy smokes. Well, what are we going to talk about today in Snake River Country? Well, I guess maybe that gave it away, didn't it? Do you want a couple of people <laughs> to come in and help you hold that book? <laughs> you know, we talked about the Missouri River last week. Yeah. And uh, we've, when you think about the rivers of the West, the Mississippi, the Missouri, and the Snake and the Columbia right. have got to be at the top. So I'm going to show you a map right here. Okay. Okay, because last week you asked me about the origins of the Snake River. Yeah. Okay, so look right over here in gonna... in West in Yellowstone I'm National make Park. Make you hold that book up a little higher. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's Jackson Hole. Gotcha. Okay, Jackson okay. Lake. Yeah. So from West from Yellowstone National Park, it goes south, and then it kind of comes back up north towards Fort Hall in Idaho, and then you've got the Henry's Fork, which is Island Park, yeah. Henry's Fork area, comes in and joins, yeah. then it comes down across southern Idaho, all the way across to the western side of Idaho, and there it forms the border between Oregon and Idaho, and goes up north all the way up into Washington, and then it heads west over to where it uh, joins the Columbia. Okay. So no, that's wait a minute. Wait a minute. It joins the Columbia up in Washington, and right. then uh, does it end there, and then the goes into the Columbia River, right. and that's the termination that's, point. Right. That's it. I got gotcha. you. So anyway, so that's... how many rivers in the United States? I'm going to put you on the spot here. Besides the Missouri and the Snake, actually have many of their flowing points go north. That's a darn good question. That's why I ask you. <laughs> and I'm going to put that aside for now. But no, really, the, yeah. I, don't, I don't know of any but two, the Missouri and yeah. the Snake. Which seems wrong. Everything should flow south, right? Yeah. To me, I mean, that's Mississippi down. goes south. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, anybody okay. out there in the audience knows that, give me a call. Okay. Uh, what so do we got? Here we go. Uh Now, in all probability, its name, the snake, resulted from a misunderstanding between Plains Indians who lived east of the Continental Divide and Shoshone Indians who inhabited the Pacific or the western side. So, when strangers met in olden times, as and this is told by an old Nez Perce Indian, their first concern when they met somebody coming down the trail was, are you friend or enemy? Now, if the stranger's intentions were peaceful, here's what he would do. He would raise his right hand, palm open and forward. I'm to, doing it right now. Just like that, yep. to show that it held no weapon. Right. Now, when a like response was given, he then moved the hand in a back and forth sideways gesture, uh, asking, while still at a safe distance, identify yourself. Okay, Like so, this? Well, kind of like this. Oh, 
Kind well, of like I thought that. you said palm up. Well, you start that way, oh. and then you go like this. And then like this. Yes, kind of okay. like a fish. Okay. Like and a, that, no, like a snake. Like, oh, yes, okay. That's what you're talking about. <laughs> well, now each western tribe had its distinctive hand sign. The exact meaning and origin. So do a lot of bad drivers in L.A. <laughs> they have a sign. But the exact meaning and the origin of which has long since been lost uh, through time. But when the white men came into the Snake River country and started naming people and things, he translated those identifying gestures into his own language, whether uh, English or French. Oh. Yeah. And okay. so in practical rather than scientific terms, just whatever that yeah. looked like. For example... The Upper Missouri River Indian who pointed first at a dark-colored object, then at his lower extremities, became known as Blackfoot. Okay? Makes all the sense in the world to me. (laughs) Now, the one who passed an index finger under his nose, Nez Perce. Okay. Oh, does that mean nose? Yeah, I guess that's what the white men thought. They the nose. point to their nose, so they oh. thought Nez Perce. Nez Perce. Now, the one who pressed both ha- palms to his forehead meant that he was lost. Flathead. Oh, flat. <laughs> Not fathead. <laughs> flathead. 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 And the one who made an oval gesture over his stomach was called a gross ventra. So, okay, whatever. A gross that. Ventra Indian tribe? Yeah, yeah. gross. V E N T R E. I thought you were going to mention Wendy's or something. No. Oh. <laughs> but the fact that the Blackfoot's feet were red, the Nez Perce seldom, if ever, pierced his nose. Yeah. The flathead did not indulge in head flattening, and the belly of the gross Ventras were no bigger than any other Indian. So there's really no. Is lo- that what you meant the other day when you walked in here and called me a gross Ventra? <laughs> I didn't think you'd catch that. <laughs> You know, there was no logical reason other than common usage and and why French names stuck with one tribe and English clung to another. That's where they came from. I was going to say the Blackfeet Indian tribe. They didn't have Blackfeet. No, no, they didn't. So anyway, but that was that. And when the white men came, the principal tribe occupying the Snake River country was the Shoshone. Okay. Yeah, well, what's the sign for that one? Uh, we'll get to that, maybe. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, do I, and to identify themselves, these Indians held the right hand at waist level. Waist level. L- like right out here? Uh-huh, about waist level. A palm okay. for, towards you? Palm toward the body. Palm to, like so this? So, like this. Palm oh, toward like the body. This. All right. Down at your waist. Uh-huh. And uh, then moved it forward in a sinuous gesture like, like this. Like this? Like a snake. Or a fish, uh-huh. okay, and the, undoubtedly the sign meant fish, all right, because uh, the salmon, they ate salmon, that was the major source of their diet. Okay. okay? But there were also a lot of rattlesnakes. Are you folks doing this at home? <laughs> That's okay, but if you're driving, don't do don't it. Do <laughs> but there were a lot of rattlesnakes in the country, and they may have eaten you know, snakes when no better food was available. And so uh, by folding under two fingers and making this sign. Folding like under, what do you mean folding I, under I two fingers? I think like this. Or oh, something. I mean like, or, I, I can't know. do that. My fingers are broken. <laughs> so anyway, so. You're, now looks, listen, that's quite a deal. You can actually do that, can't you? Like that. Well, see, oh, you're, I see what you're doing. You're yeah, cheating. Like you're gun. going the other way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So anyway, being masters of saying with a single natural hand sign what the white man could say only with a lot of words, the Shoshones probably were telling strangers, quote, we are the chosen people who live by the great river up where the big fish run rather than we eat snakes. So you know what you you are losing me here. <laughs> okay, 
So that was a sign instead of saying yeah. we live up by the and river. And people where understood a, this. Well, the white men didn't. They called. It, they thought they meant snakes, so they called them snakes. Okay. Okay. So, so to the newcomers, this was a you know this area was a deadly country. It was filled with mountains and canyons and lava flows and treacherous, rapid-filled rivers. You know, and yeah. so uh, of the many names by which this principal tributary to the Columbia was known became known was the Snake, and so that stuck. That's where it came from. Sounds good to from me. From the Snake Indians. It's a lot better than... <laughs> yeah, some, whatever. Like kneecap or something <laughs> like that. Now, when Captain Clark uh, came through here, here's what he said. Quote, In my investigations, I was unable to ascertain positively why they were called snakes. But one of their old men claimed that it was because they formerly ate serpents. Now, what tribe was this? This is the snake, the Shoshones. Oh, they were... I didn't the, know you were back at the Shoshones. Yeah, so the Indians were named snakes by their plains neighbors to the east, probably because they used snake heads painted on sticks to terrify their enemies. Well, would me. And, quote, in any event, the name used to identify the snake Indians in various Sioux languages was the word for snake or rattlesnake. Really? Okay. Okay. So that's, again, we're talking about the Snake River, and this is how this all... You sure take a long time to get there. <laughs> I know, I know. So then if you think about the Oregon Trail, okay, the Oregon Trail, of course, followed the Snake River all down through here, through southern Idaho. I wish you folks at home could follow Dr. History <laughs> like he's doing in the studio right now. Because I'm pointing and... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, but as they got up towards the Boise area... You know, of course, the Snake River turns into the Hell's Canyon, yeah, and that's where the Oregon Trail left the Snake River, and they actually had a place called Farewell Bend. I've been there many times. Okay, because that's where they left the Snake River, and actually, at that point, they didn't like the Snake River, because, you know, the river and the rapids, and of course, if you went into Hell's Canyon, you were doomed almost. So know. isn't it true that the interstate right there at Farewell Bend pretty much follows the Oregon Trail? It does for a long ways, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, now, in length and drainage area and volume of water carried, the Snake River ranks sixth among the nation's rivers. Really? Sixth. And to be more precise, it is 1,036 miles long. It drains 109,000 square miles of country and pours 36 million acre-feet of water a year into the Columbia. Mm. which is not quite half of the 85 million acre-feet that the Columbia carries. So almost half of the Columbia is from the snake. Really? So that's how big what, it is. What's the sign for the Columbia? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> big river. <laughs> so the source of the snake, as I showed you on this map, yeah. okay, the southern part of Yellowstone Park, flows through Jackson Hole, the Hoback Mountains, and then crosses southern Idaho, turning north, and then it moves up through Hills Canyon, yeah. Idaho on the right, Oregon on Washington on the left, until it reaches Lewiston. Then it swings to the west and flows 140 miles through south- southeastern Washington, through the Palouse Hills, until it joins the Columbia near Pasco, Washington. What's the main feed source of water up by Jackson Hole? 
I think it's just all the little tributaries that come to form Jackson Lake out of Yellowstone, and it just, of course, gets bigger and bigger. And then the Henry's Fork of the Snake River from Henry's Lake and Island Park so joins. So fed by underground springs or whatever? Yeah, and, and all these tributaries that flow into, and, and keep in mind, that's all on the western side of the Continental Divide. Yeah. So if you get up to uh, Henry's Lake in that part, and you go over that little pass over towards West Yellowstone, yeah. that's the Continental Divide. And it, it's just kind of a, like a hill. And to think that on this side it all flows to the east, on this other side it all flows to the west. Really? It's just kind of a, it, I don't know, like you, I think it should all flow south. You know? Yeah. So I'm still kind of confused about your hand signs, but go ahead. <laughs> I'll quit. <laughs> so anyway, for knowledge of the Snake River country between the date of the Pilgrims and that of Lewis and Clark expedition, there was a lot of ideas about the Snake River and things west. Okay, There was a father, Jacques Marquette, noted the mouth of the Missouri as he passed down the Mississippi. This was in 1673, and he wrote that the Indians spoke about a meadow five or six days up the river, the Missouri, which stream ran westward, and then, quote, through this I hope to reach, <clears throat> excuse me, the Gulf of California, he wrote, and thence to the East Indies, if God gives me health, I do not despair of one day making the discovery. So he was wrong. Now, these guys like uh, this uh, Jacques, what was his name? Marquette. Marquette. Uh, was he that father that founded the yes. Marquette University back yes. in uh, Wisconsin? I believe so. Really? Yeah. Father and he James was Marquette. an explorer. Well, he was on the Mississippi, uh, when he saw the Missouri River coming into the Mississippi, that's where he learned from the Indians that supposedly the there was a river that went west up there somewhere. So they really, when they got on these rivers back in the 1600s, 1700s, they didn't have a clue where they no. were going to end up. No. Now there's another guy, a Ooh. guy named Matthew Segau, who had been with a guy named LaSalle, and he told the tale. Now he, and I'm going to say, quote, claimed actually to have crossed the western mountains, descended a river to towns governed by a king, blood kin to Montezuma. He says, and I quote, he saw gold there. The king's apartment floor was paved with it. He saw a caravan of 3,000 oxen laden with it. Uh, and then he ended up suffering with Montezuma's revenge. <laughs> well, obviously, you know. And then here's another guy. Okay. Baron Lahontan in 1688 wrote of having traveled eight days up a tributary to the Mississippi called Long River. Which no, wait a minute. Say his name again. It was fun to watch Baron you say that. Baron La <laughs> <laughs> And he claimed that there was a Long River, which we assume is the Missouri, during the course of which he passed natives more civilized than any in the East. Really? Now, of all the speculations, the half-truths, the exaggerations, and downright lies that were circulated during this period, the one credited to a guy named Daniel Cox, published in 1722, probably gained the best credibility, okay? Now, here's what he wrote. The Missouri, he wrote, was navigable, travel, travel, could you be traveled. Say, okay, class, we're going to say the word navigable next day. The Missouri, times. he wrote, was navigable there you go. to its source. Then, here's where it went bad, less than a half day by horse or foot to the westward flowing river. 
Okay, now we're going to talk a little bit more about that. I, I so didn't interrupt. His authority, really, basically, he had no authority other than a, a lively imagination. Yeah. So now we're going to go to 1743. Let's go. The French traders and explorers, the Verandry brothers, oh, yeah. reached the. You'd never heard of them. I went to school with their sister. <laughs> they reached the eastern base of the Rocky Mountains in what is now Montana, and they heard of a great western river flowing to the Pacific, but they didn't see it. Now, a few years later, a Yazoo Indian. Yazoo! All right! <laughs> living, From Cajun country! Yes, living in the lower Mississippi area, told a French writer a story which, true or not, possessed a little bit of a romantic charm. In 1745, this Yazoo Indian claimed he had ascended the Missouri for one moon. One, so, one, one 30 moon, days. 30 month, days. Okay. Turned to the right. Turned to the right. <laughs> After several days, he reached what he called the beautiful river, which flowed into the Western Ocean. Wait a minute. This guy just kept going in a straight line yeah. for 30 days, and then all of a sudden, he turned, turned right. right. He turned right. And here's what he said. He said, I saw many mountains, which I dared not cross for fear of blistering my feet. He related meeting some natives who invited him to swim with them in the beautiful river. He replied that hmm. he needed bathing badly enough, but that he was afraid of the crocodiles. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, wait a bit. Now, remember, he was clear down in Missouri where uh, yeah. there were crocodiles. I, thought we I mean, Mississippi. I thought we jumped continents here all of a sudden. <laughs> so he was afraid of the crocodiles. When informed that such monsters did not inhabit these northern waters, he bathed with pleasure. I see. Okay. Now, here's another couple of guys. A guy named Rogers and Carver both claimed the Indians had told them of a river flowing into the Pacific and both proposed exploring expeditions, but they never made it. Hmm. So there's a lot of tales of unknown things happening back then. Why okay. did that guy think there were crocodiles? Well, here? because he was from the south. That's where crocodiles hmm. and alligators were, right? What about the Yazoo Indians? I've never heard of them. Well, they were down there somewhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll look them up. All right. So, okay, so here we go back uh, to about the time the colonies won their freedom, you know, back then. Uh, that, that's when the real discovery expeditions began. By sea, the American captain, Robert Gray, found the mouth of the River of the West in 1792, sailed up at 25 miles. So and, he started on the West Coast and went yeah, east. Yeah. Okay. And gave it the name, the Columbia. The so Columbia. So he sailed up the Columbia. And he stopped at Fort Dells. They got a nice little restaurant there. Yeah, yeah. and if you hear stories about the uh, the river, the uh, where the the what do you call it, where the river comes in to, from the ocean, yeah. crossing the bar, yeah, that is huge to come through that with a ship. So then you got Alexa uh, Alexander Mackenzie, who crossed into Canada, discovered the Fraser River, and reached the Pacific in 1793. We're almost out of time. I know, and then. We get into uh, uh, Lewis and Clark. Whole, there was a bunch of people before them. Yeah. And a lot of people have the misconception, oh, they were the first ones. Right. No, they weren't. No. And then uh, you consider the Wilson Price Hunt uh, expedition that came across right through here where we live, right along the snake. Yeah, right over here, they had a great big disaster. Yeah, that's where... Uh, In the, the Snake Cauldron, River, right down here in Murtaugh. The Cauldron Lynn. They're where, still there. They have found when low river, when the river's been low, they have found traps and guns and stuff where that one canoe capsized. No kidding. And uh, 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 that one Frenchman died. They, yeah. I don't think they ever found his yeah. body. 
But, yeah, so then we begin, like, say, in 1805, uh, you know, the great rivers that drained the United States ran. They kind of thought that the rivers in the United States went north, south, east, and west. Mm -hmm. That was a thought. They figured the St. Lawrence River was to the east, the Mississippi was to the south, and the Missouri flowed downhill from what must have been a dividing range, which we know now is the Continental Divide. And it was assumed that beyond that range, there must be a river that went west. Which, of course, we find it was the Snake River. Absolutely. So, anyway, that's when President Jefferson got into the act with uh, Lewis and Clark. And we'll continue with that. I can't wait. Yeah. I mean, and bring the signs. (laughs) (laughs) I've got you some confusion. You don't even know how to get out of your house now. I'm afraid that if I get near a little small creek, I'm going to not know what to do. What's the sign for this creek? (laughs) Just just follow the river. Follow the river. Dr. History, you did it again. Now, if you'll wait till the 1030 break when we send it back to our studios, I'll have some assistance and we'll get you and the book out of the house. Thank you. Dr. History.